Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We stream it live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. Coming up today, we get into the defense a little bit. We'll talk about some of these young guys that performed against the Titans. Some of the guys will be getting back. Plus, we'll get some numbers from Professor O. But as we all know, this, this is a this today is weird, man. Uh, it's one of those days I wish I had a co-host. To be honest with you, yeah. kind of can bounce back and forth with somebody about this situation specifically. Maybe a guy like Jesse Ali, former NFL player, who can maybe give his insight on what happened last night. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Uh, Demar Hamlin. I, I know. Listen, y'all. I'm a. I'm a try to talk about Cowboys football, and I'll. I'll get to that. I'm pretty sure we'll get to that. Uh, but but it feels dirty, a little bit. Feel a little bit dirty. Kind of talking about a Tuesday show about <laughs> about Cowboys football when when it, when an NFL player essentially died for a few minutes. Uh, during the game. So if you do not know, if you were under a rock last night, which is fine, not everybody is up watching things. Uh, Monday night football game. Bills versus Bengals. One of the biggest games of the season. DeMar Hamlin tackles T. Higgins. Like a routine tackle, he gets up. Then he falls back down and, and looks like he passes out. So to me, it looks like, okay, there's a concussion going on. I look over to Michelle and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of routine. This is standard, right? It is this happens, don't come back. And then a lot of time went by. I'm in my phone and I look back over to the TV and I'm like, am I still there? This doesn't make any sense. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I guess they're gonna bring out the stretcher, uh, neck injury. This happens. And this is ridiculous how we're so we're just so trained to think, you know, bring out the stretcher. He has a neck, it's fine. But that's the reality right now of NFL football. Five more minutes go by. I'm like, all right, this ain't normal. I told her that many a times, you know. She don't watch football like we watch football. And I'm like, it's not normal. What the hell is going on out there? And then we start to hear they were performing CPR. And, and I don't know what your faces were. But when I heard that on the air, I was like, huh? I've never. And I'm not that old. All jokes aside, but I have never heard about the medical staff having to perform CPR, meaning somebody stopped breathing on the field for nine minutes. And immediately I told her, I said, well, there's no way they can play this game. You saw the players reactions. You, you saw the tears, uh, then you hear the NF. Well, I don't know who said it, but you hear they're given five minutes, and once again, I said, "Huh? There's no, there's no way you can possibly play after seeing your brother. If you've played sports, it doesn't matter if it's professional or not. That's your brother. And then, in that specific profession, that's a fraternity, right? So, so." By extension, that's their brother, meaning the the Bengals. And kudos to Zach Taylor, kudos to the to the to the Bills head coach McDermott for coming together, the players coming together, and saying, "Now nah, we can't do this. We, we 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 can't do this." Eventually, they post they suspended the game, and 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 now we'll see what happens with the game in general. But that's the least of anyone's worry. Uh, what we want to know is about Demar Hamlin, who. The news that came out was he suffered a cardiac arrest. Essentially having a heart attack on the field. But his vitals, I believe, are, are back to normal. And he's uh, being, am I saying this word correctly, guys? Is it tubulated? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But he's being kept alive or, 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 or being worked on. They're trying to figure out what's going on. But right now, sounds like he is alive and breathing. Hey, Aaron, I don't mean this. Did I say that right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to come at you. I understand that happened 
in a soccer game. Do, do you mean okay? It happened in a soccer game. Okay, I, I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying, in, in, is it intubated? Is that what it is? One of them words. So he's breathing through a tube. Thank you guys. I understand this happened in a soccer game. Like that happened in a soccer game, but and they continue to play. I guess kudos to them if that's the case. But I, I don't think anybody. There are some people on Twitter who have come out and, and, and defended and said they should and all this other I don't think anybody in this chat would have had the, the ability, the emotion to go out there and play if they saw their brother literally being given CPR in front of them. I couldn't do it. So he's on life support. You guys, some some guys were in tears. Um, a lot of people were saying they were in tears. Aaron, it was uh, it was weird. It was it was. I hate to use the term weird. Only say weird. The situation, meaning I've never seen it take so long. Didn't want from being weird to being scary, really fast, really fast. And I just kept saying, I just kept saying, there's no way, there's no way they could play, they could play. And they eventually did the right thing. There's there's people who will debate. What happened with the NFL? Well, they should have been did this and been did that. Honestly, I don't care about the Ben did this, Ben did that. The fact that they decided to not play this game, I don't care who made the decision. Good for them. Whoever decided to make the decision not to play. The right decision was made. I know a lot of people are giving the NFL a hard time. Maybe it's maybe it's due. I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, I don't I don't know what happened down there. All I do know is that this is an unprecedented situation. It's never happened before in, in this modern time, at the very least. And everything is brand new. They're trying to figure these things out. Uh, and he eventually came to the right conclusion, in my opinion. And that was to to get to suspend the game. Um, I'm going to do this. For those who want to. There's a there's a there's a foundation that DeMar Hamlin has. Uh this is really awesome, man. The The country came together last night when this happened. He had as a foundation, a toy drive that, that had a goal of $2,500. And here it is right here. Here's the, I'm going to spam the chat a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to try to pin it. If you have it in your heart, if you can, I understand that everybody can. Go support his foundation so he can wake up to this right he had a goal of $2,500 toy drive for the 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 unfortunate the less fortunate I should say in Pittsburgh by the way McKee's Rocks uh very familiar with the with with McKee's Rocks like really familiar with McKee I went to school around Pittsburgh a bunch of friends in Pittsburgh family all of that $2,500 was a goal point. Five million is where it's at right now. That is awesome. That is awesome. $3.5 million and counting. So if you have it in you, please, please do that. Um, also, if you are sending prayers, send prayers to T. Higgins as well. While I said this to Michelle. This has to be really weird for T because usually it's the other end, right? Cowboys Nation and fans. Usually it's the defender hitting an offensive player and the offensive player going down and a defend defensive player is probably like, damn, I feel awful because I, I, you know, initiated that contact. Whereas T Higgins didn't initiate anything, but he was a part of the contact. So make sure you send some prayers uh, to, to him as well as DeMar Hamlin and his family, who was in attendance in that game. In attendance is uh, his mother, which is an another, that's just scary, scary scene. I I fortunately, have, I'm a parent. My, my oldest plays sports, and I've never had to deal with that. My mom has, <laughs> not not to that extent, but I've, I've went down a number of times. Uh, multiple concussions before, and messing up my knees and all that stuff. So I can only ask her, well, how did that feel? But I, I could only imagine what was going through her mind at that time. So 
I hope he pulls through for obvious reasons. I truly do. But Ryan Clark spoke last night um, about it, and I just thought his words were, were just just take a listen to Ryan Clark. I appreciate Ryan Clark. He's one of the, he's one of the real ones on the Four Letter Network. Truly. And when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times in this game and in our job as well, we use the cliches. You know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever, that side of football that no one ever wants to see mm-hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player, right? This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I, um, I dealt with this before, and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was going to make it. And now this team has to deal with that, and they have no answers. Mm-hmm. And so the next time I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player <laughs> or we're, we're upset that the, the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money, we should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. Just fantastic. Uh, you felt the emotion in, in Ryan Clark, especially having, having gone through that. I want to give a shout out to, to, to Scott Van Pelt, Ryan Clark, uh, Susie Colbert, I believe, Booger McFarlane, uh, Troy Aikman, Adam Schefter, Joe Buck, Lisa Salters. I kept looking over to Michelle saying, why are they content? I get it for the first 15 minutes or so when they didn't know what was going on, but they had to hold that thing down when there was no words. What, what can you say that wasn't already said? It, it, no one cares about the game anymore. I, I surely didn't. They didn't. Booger just kept, you know, repeating himself and, and, and just didn't care. And, 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 and kudos to him. They just want to know what's up with, with DeMar. Because this turn from a routine, oh, this may be a concussion. Oh, maybe this is a, something with his, his neck to this man had a, had a cardiac arrest and, and it wasn't breathing. So big shout out to those guys for doing the best and, and, and ladies that they could possibly do in a very difficult time. Very, very difficult. Uh, I, I usually give the networks a hard time in regards to Cowboys news. But don't get it twisted. Uh, there are some really good professionals there, really good team, and, and I thought they did fantastic work. So, um, in, in handling the situation, what I won't do though is give my my take on that guy that I see flying around in the chat here. He does not deserve <laughs> my my emotions. I, I don't even like saying his name here. You know, try to give is less amount of more clout to that guy as possible uh yes indeed two prayers up to the medical team that could not have been easy um man just a really difficult day for for sports for football players for for parents playing the parents that have kids in football because you just you just never know and, and he's right you know the, we use these cliches but at the end of the day it it really is a Somebody said in the chat, we love the game, but it just goes to show you how dangerous, how dangerous it, it really is. It really is. Roy, I, 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 come on, man. 
This is not the time. What are we doing? With that said, what we'll do um, is, and I thought about doing a video as opposed to going live, but as hard as it is to 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 turn to cowboy stuff, we'll do that. We'll do that for a few minutes. We'll talk to you guys, um, and we want to talk about this defense. Three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven is the call in line. You guys can call in, and we'll wrap and we'll talk about the Cowboys. But let's get to the roundup, and the roundup will lead into the uh the defense it is time for it's time for the morning roundup round them up boys lost in a, a, a lot of what happened on Sunday was how would the NFL schedule the rest of the games? For me, who has to do, who has to do game day live events, I really was like, okay, we need to figure out what time we're playing. Well, it came out yesterday that the Cowboys will be playing Washington at 3.30. The same time the Eagles will be playing the Giants for the division. The same time the Niners will be facing their opponent with a chance to wrap up the number one, number two seed. So the NFL decided to play them all together as they should so that there's nobody looking over their shoulders or having an advantage beforehand, I should say. Kudos to the Cowboys for putting the pressure on the Eagles. Think about this for a second. (laughs) This is weird. The Giants... Going into week 18, have a chance to rest their guys. Whether they will or not, they have the opportunity to do so. And the Eagles do not. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. But that's because... That's because your Cowboys put it to the Eagles last week. Yes, also because the the Saints won. But if the Cowboys do not win, they do not have a chance for the division. So this will be a really exciting week 18 game and the Cowboys will be getting a key player back in return. Tony Pollard per Mike McCarthy is back at practice tomorrow. Will be back at practice tomorrow and likely to play against Washington. He's 12 yards away from a thousand rush yards on. Listen to this. And I understand it's an extra, it's an extra game, but He's averaging just 12 attempts per game. Tony Pollard's about to get 1,000 yards on just 12 attempts per game. He has a career high in receiving yards while tying a career high in catches. That's 39 catches for 371 yards. Let's be real here. That's honestly terrible. It's not his fault. It's terrible because he should be having way more receptions than that and way more yards than that. But whether it's because they have an obligation from from a political standpoint to get Zeke the ball or they just don't know how to use him from a pass-catching standpoint, it's kind of gross that he has 39 receptions for 371 yards. If we're being completely honest, Tony Pollard should be your second leading receiver on this team, in my opinion. But that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. It's neither here nor there. Also returning, but not this week, likely for the playoffs, are some key players defensively in Jonathan Hankins and LVE. Now, Stephen Jones came out, and he also mentioned late uh, Tyler Biotis. Here's what Stephen Jones said. Yeah, we're feeling really good about him for the playoffs. We'll be welcoming back three really good football players. Leighton Van Der Esch, certainly Hankins. And then if we get Biotish back, you know that we that will be a big plus for a group out there. We all know what Hankins does for the run game. Indeed. We know what Hankins does for the run game. And I want to kind of detail that by shouting out my guy, Professor O, real quick, man. Do I, do, do I have my little Professor O obscured stats of the week? 
I do. Anytime I get a chance to do that, I will use it. Shouts out to Professor O. Did the research here. Jonathan Hankins' impact. Rushing yards allowed with Hankins, 3.67. Rushing yards allowed without Hankins, 4.53. Almost a one-yard difference per attempt. It may seem not a lot to you, but that is a, <laughs> that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And, we, you know, the eye test can kind of tell you that. The only game the Cowboys really struggled on the ground with Hankins was against the uh, Packers. The Packers attacked the edge against the Cowboys. They had one big run up the middle, but they attacked the edge against the Cowboys, and it was successful. Other than that, Jonathan Hankins. Jonathan Hankins has been vital to the Cowboys' run defense. There's also a stat about LVE, too, which was wild to me. That I, that didn't match my eye test, but I think there's a stat where he's on the field. The run defense is better as well. So getting those guys back, will be key in the playoffs. And speaking of the playoffs, getting a guy back, Stephen Jones talked about Biotish, but her Bobby Belt this morning mentioned they seem to be a little bit more optimistic about publicly about Biotish coming back for the wild card round, but you may have to play that game without Tyler Biotish. So let's keep our ears and eyes um, open to that. Before I get to basically her like. Before I get to the rest of uh, some of these defensive notes uh, that I took away from the the Titans game, let's hit the horns here. Uh, the Pulse of the Nation presented by the Cochran Firm. We have Chavance up first. What's good, Chavance? Chavance? Okay. We'll try to come back to Shavance. Uh, Scott, can you discuss slash explain how the Saints beating the Eagles caused a drop draft pick to drop in the first round? Uh, yeah, sure, Betsy. Pretty simple. The Eagles have the Saints draft pick, so they could have put a double whammy on the Saints, right? You beat the Saints, you win the division, and you increase your draft position um, because you have the Saints first round pick. But because they lost uh, and the Saints won, that's going to drop their draft pick down, so... That's that's pretty much um, where that's at. So Toxic said what happened to Bohanna. Let's I'll start backwards. He actually was at the bottom of my notes here, Toxic. But I'll start backwards with Quentin Bohanna and talk about him in, in, in the game. Now, this isn't Quentin Bohanna. This is just defensive plays from the game. I, I thought Quentin Bohanna looked good against the Titans. And again, if we could shout out Professor O, he dropped another statistic. With Quentin Bohanna out of the game, 4.53 yards per carry. With Quentin Bohanna in the game, 3.57 yards per carry. Bo, for a big dude, I have put this in my notes, he continues to show quickness that, that just surprises the hell out of me, to be honest. It really does. It surprises me how quick he got. And me and Vach noticed that uh, at training camp. We kept saying, man, Big Bo looking like he's doing three-tech things in a one-tech body. So I think he has a really good mix of power and quickness for a 350-pound guy. And getting Jonathan Hankins back, I think, will only help him because it'll help keep him fresh throughout that game. So I just think Bo Hanna, when you really focus on him, it's kind of kind of been, I guess, consistent throughout the season. I had asked Vach that on his show. I said, what, you, what have you been watching on Bo? Because I hadn't watched him intently uh, for about three weeks. And shoot, in that game, Bo looked good. Bo looked good. But I wanted to start off with the linebacker, Damone Clark. Damone Clark, was this his best outing? Now, he didn't rack up a whole lot of tackles or anything like that, but I thought you show, you know, he continued to show his speed. He, he looked a little bit more comfortable. Um, you could tell he's a guy that studies a lot, man. Not too many rookies are, are going to be directing traffic as much as they have. Uh, he has. But Damone Clark continues to get comfortable and, and more comfortable, but he's going to need to play more and more, obviously, uh, so he doesn't get thrown off his game with misdirection. But I thought Damone had one of his better outings. 
Really good bounce back game. But let me talk about Nashawn Wright real quick. If you look at the stats, it's going to say 10 receptions allowed, 105 yards. Wasn't a, a, an amazing day from Deshaun Wright in, in regards to that, but really the biggest play that he gave up to me was that 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 deep ball. But here's why I can live with Deshaun Wright's mistakes. Because he makes plays around them. You guys remember when I talked about Kelvin Joseph? It wasn't Kelvin Joseph's mistakes that, that, that had me fed up. It's going to happen. You're, you're young cornerback you're going to get beat but it was the fact that he wasn't showing anything outside of that if we're being completely honest he wasn't making any plays outside yeah he could tackle so can Deshaun Wright he probably can tackle better than Kelvin if we're being honest wasn't getting his hand his hands on the ball wasn't making pass breakups or getting interceptions Deshaun Wright for every game he's pretty much been in yeah he might have made a mistake but he's made some plays big tackles Around the ball, tight coverage, interception. I can live with you learning on the go if you're going to make plays around that. I didn't see that from Kelvin Joseph. I don't know, that may not sit well with some people that are Kelvin Joseph fans, but that's just the reality, man. Not only was he getting continually beat for four touchdowns, but he wasn't leveling that out the other way around we can we can get on nation Wright's game all we want for 10 receptions for 105 yards he didn't give up a touchdown you can say well sky Na kelvin joseph was thrown in there and and you know that's going to happen nation Wright was thrown in there he hasn't given up a touchdown deron bland was thrown in there he's like third in the league in interceptions sometimes it is what it is it is what it is sometimes it is what it is man Sometimes it is what it is. Um, I, I see improvement from Rice says toxic. I'm with I'm with you. I do as well. He he seems, you know, he seems like a more heady player than than Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin may be the more athletic guy, but but Nashawn seems more heady and doesn't seem to get down on himself. Iceberg Q, are we getting anything from Gallimore? Gallimore has probably been your fourth best defensive tackle, man. Fourth best defensive tackle. I think Osa's been better, which, again, Osa, man, you got to pop on the film to really appreciate him, in my opinion. I, I don't think he's been great, but I think he's been good. Um, not as disruptive from a production standpoint, but he he's, he knifes through. He gets some pressure. Uh, he shows up. Osa, I think Bohan has been better. I, I think Hankins has been better. And I think Los has been better. <laughs> I think I think Gallimore, man, is is listen. Uh, conversation to have next 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 offseason. Um Nick said after the game, I was asking if Nishan deserved his flowers, deserved his flowers. Uh I think he deserved to be talked about. He got the interception. I think he had a fantastic, made a fantastic play down the field and he tackled well. Wasn't the greatest game, Nick, from, from a coverage standpoint. But again, we, we're grading on a scale with the young guys, right? Or on a curve. We're grading on a curve with the young guys. And man, I come away and, I, and I'm just seeing improvement from, from right. And we're going to need that because you're getting the playoffs. If you have to play Brady, if you have to play um, Aaron Rodgers, they're coming to that nation. They're going to come at Nation. I need to see him how he used that six four length. Remember in in, in the um in the preseason we were like man how you six four but you keep getting mossed. How you six four but you're not you're not batting down these jump balls or coming down with these interceptions on these jump balls. He did so against the Titans and I'm hoping that that gets him more confidence. CJ says Sky, do you think they'll play our starters in the first half? First half. They're playing, period, CJ. They, they're, they're playing for the division on Sunday. They, they, that, that's how the, that's the mentality they have to have, right? Because if the Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, they win the division. As far-fetched as it may seem that the, the Giants 
win that game, I don't think the Cowboys can 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 go Cowboys can go into this game or should go into this game and say, ah, we'll just play our guys for a half and and hope for the best. Nah, man, I think you got to go in here and try to win this game because you you have a chance to win this division. All right, so we don't know if Shavance is around. Let me see, let me give you one more chance. Shavance, are you there? Okay. Here he is. Then we'll get the recap. My bad, dude. My brother, my brother literally called me like a second before you put me on. <laughs> I All switched good, over. That's All my good. Bad. What's up with you? Uh, I wanted to say it was kind of weird because I watched that everything that went down last night, and then I put on your podcast, the podcast from yesterday, and you were in this chipper mood, you know, because the Eagles lost and we won, and it was just it just felt so off. Um, but uh, oh, oh. I wanted to call. So you were say, watching. I like that little bit. You were yeah, watching. Yeah, I was watching it like yeah. last night, and yeah. you were all chipper and shit. Oh my god, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, but no, I love that part about uh, what do you call it? Third and Ty. Third Ty, baby. If you didn't have that on your show, I was calling to tell you to put it on your show because I was like, dude, this dude is a third down conversion machine. And uh, what you just said about right, I noticed that too. I was like, yes, this man is stepping up. He's coming into it. Like, this is what we need. This is the kind of stuff we need going into the playoffs. So just everything you said. And uh, I love that the whole laughing at the Eagles for like when they say it didn't matter. That was great in yesterday's show too. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know all that. Thanks, Vance. Yeah, I had, I had, a, I had fun kind of trolling the Eagles a little bit there, man. Twitter Twitter got weird, so I had to troll them a bit. Definitely. What else you got right, for you the show? You, you good? All right, man. Appreciate you, Vance. Yep. You have a good one. Yeah, that had to be weird listening to our show. We, we were having fun. So, ha- you know, having me in the ear laughing and hee-heeing while that's happening. Yeah, I probably would have had to put the pause on that. Uh, Lorenzo, what's good, Scott? Do you think we will get a look at the other corners, Sheffield or Alexander? So, L- Lorenzo, we did get a look at alexander against the eagles apparently according to i cannot remember the insider hmm. i know brian broadus calls her scoop broadus uh y'all know who i'm talking about she came out and said that alexander tweaked something so i, I don't know what his health is looking like so if he's healthy yeah i think you'll see alexander on on uh sunday Rick, what you got for us, Rick? Oh, shit. Really? Oh, shit. You got me in here, y'all. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my thing is, um, we got this defense, man. I I really want them to come up with a good concept of mixtures of certain guys because, like you said, that Gallimore dude, he, he, I don't know. He kind of, I don't know. Yeah, he's... We might have to draft another uh, uh, DT, man. For sure. Next uh, draft. Because he's shaky, man. I, I don't know what's up with him. Because uh, people seem to run to his side a lot. You know, even though I know Ziggy uh, uh, Zoo was a little light, too. But uh, he's been playing better than Gallimore. I, oh, I don't 100%. always notice that because it's. Cause every time they run to his side, he always looking like Olay. <laughs> he going straight <laughs> up the middle like him. <laughs> he's yeah. be looking, got that funny look on his face. But uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad we getting um, Angus back. And I know it, it's kind of weird to say this. I'm kind of happy that LBE is going to come back. You know, nothing Whoa. serious Whoa. really happened to Whoa, him. So. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You, you stop. You stop right there. You stop right yeah, there. We got to yeah. clip that. I, Professor O, say it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's kind of weird for me to say that, but I'm I'm a little happy that LVE is coming back. No, no, back no, no, no. Say like... exactly what you said, Rick. The exact words that you said, Rick. Hey man, I can't say that that's gonna incriminate me down the line, <laughs> man, but uh, uh, <laughs> I but I do see the difference without him being on the field. Oh, you know, what I, mean? I see the little the slight difference. D- dog, it's a new day out here. Where's it? It's a new day. Did you hey, say man, whatever it takes? You are excited it takes to get the six to get LV. I'm a little bit excited. I'm a little bit excited. Man. I'm a little bit excited. I, see, this is the I'm type, not over the hill excited. But see, but, this is why. This, you know, hold on. Let me give you your flowers, Rick. Let me just give you your flowers. 
take notes. The conversation we had yesterday for all those people that don't like Ford, take notes. If y'all don't watch this show and y'all don't understand why we're so excited that Reek is excited for LVE, then then just 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 bear with me. This man ridiculed, kicked LVE off the bridge, throw him off the cliff, cut him a 17 million times or 50, 11 times. And he said, you know what? He played well. He's playing well lately. I see the difference without him. He, he, we need him back. Because he got more data, right? Because it proved it to him, and he has no problem saying, hey, man, wrong on that one. Salute to you, Reek. Yeah, man. I, hey, man. Hey, I, I got to give the man, man some credit. He's played better <clears throat> than he's been playing. He's been playing well, so I got to give him his credit. And um, <clears throat> it's, all, it's all Dan Quinn, man, how, how aggressive we, we're going to be when it comes to these playoffs. Because we still, you know, I know we building building the plan while it's in the air with this defense, but I think we got a good shot, man. Everybody come back uh, for these playoffs. I don't care who we play. I don't care if we get the second seed and uh, and beat. Uh, I mean, uh, play Green Bay, or we get we had a fifth seed. Got to go to Tampa. Either one, either one of those games, I don't care because I look at it like this. I don't want the easy road. You know what I mean to the uh, to the Super Bowl. I'm on the the hardest road we got to go uh, to get there because I feel like it's going to mean more if we go ahead and and, and uh, beat the boogeyman. Mm. You know what I mean, beat the boogeyman and Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers and whoever else. You know, and even San Francisco. My thing is like this. I really want, like a lot of people have been saying, it's like, do we really want that first round by, or do we want to just like. Let's get it out the mud and and go through the uh, go through these playoffs and beat. Hey, you know what I'm saying? And I beat mean, these, these heavy teams. I think you'll have to play play a top contender anywhere. Like, even if you get the first round by, the the odds of you dodging Philly, San Fran, Tampa, or if Green Bay gets in are very slim to none, right? Like you're gonna have to mm-hmm. play a heavy hitter regardless. And you know how I feel, Rick. I want the easiest route possible in regards to games played. So. Yes, there's that PTSD of, man, we had the number one seed before and we couldn't get it. We also had the wild card before. We also had, you know what I mean? We also won a division and didn't get there before. So I'd rather only have to play two games to get there as opposed to three. That's just me. I feel you. I feel you, man. I feel you, man. But I, it's going to be a challenge, man. It's for this defense and Mr. Lamore. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just hope he did. he leaves the clip. In these playoffs, man, just empty the clip, bro. Whatever you yep. got to put out there, Facts. empty the clip and yes. be effective. But that's all I got to say, though, this morning, Sky, man. Peace to the Cowboy Nation. I'll holler at y'all later, man. And hopefully that guy from Buffalo get it. Hopefully uh, prayers yeah. up to him, man. I hope everything be all right for that guy, man. Good morning. Right, peace. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Great call, Reek. Reek funny. Reek tried, tried to sneak that one in. Y'all peep that? He said, yeah, man, you know. What's up, Cowboys Nation? Appreciate y'all. I'm excited to get Jonathan Hankins back. Can't wait to have him back there, man. Excited to get LVE back, you know. But let me talk about why I think they shine right. Hold up, oh, wait a minute. Reek, run that back. Hashtag new year, new Reek. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I love that, man. See, I can't come on here. I can't come on here and fake it. Y'all, I, was, I wasn't as heavy on LVE like Reek was. Reek, 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 oof, boy. Y'all know how it was. But I also was like, man, listen, I'm cool if they try to slide the Mo Clark in there once he come back. It was slide. Let's see what Jabril caught. Let's see what these guys got earlier in the season. I was just ready to see because the run defense was terrible. And he wasn't that great in it. I said he need to step up or step aside. But once he starts stepping up, I can't come on here and fake it to you. I'm in front of a camera. I'm, I'm It is receipts, right? So I'd say... What Drewski say? Got me. LV was playing better. One of those things where I love to be wrong about. LVE was playing better. So hey. Got me. But Reek, we got him. We fing got him. Clip that. Oh, clip that. Let me get my big homie up in here. Set it off. Chris, what's goody, man? Hey, man. Happy New Year, man. <laughs> Happy Salute New Year, brother. Salutations. 
man. Man. Good to hear from you. Hey, I just thought, gee, I know the way I got in, make sure, you know, I didn't get, get caught up. Man, dude, that is the classic example of not letting your opinion mm-hmm. have you captured. Facts. Man, that that is, that is, but Rink is the real MVP. You know what I'm saying? You're the real MVP, man, because most people just ran that, that LV thing to the grave. But he realized, seeing, seeing the way the run defense has been, uh, it, made, it made a clear sound uh, assessment. Absolutely upsetting on you, Reek. Hey, man, I, I know we've been talking about the quarterback, but I'm, my question to you is, do you think the three-headed monsters with the safeties is going to really be the deciding factor uh, going into the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Being that you've got Malik Hooker who can erase a lot of stuff over the top, which he hasn't done extremely well, but we probably need to see him step up more. J-Ron getting nicked, but we see him as the ultimate uh, tight end racer. And Dono, Donovan Wilson being just that come in, come downhill, slashing, plugging, type safety, and uh, and see how he's going to do. I think, I think those guys are going to kind of help the secondary in a lot of different areas because, I mean, according to most, you know, YouTubers and people who watch this thing, one side of your field is already covered with, with, uh, with digs. I think being able to have those three guys be able to be the monster that they are is going to really help the secondary. Just want to get your opinion on that, bro. I think that's a fantastic question, but I'm going to actually go with the guys up front, and that's a good segue that, that I'm going to get into it with my next guy I wanted to feature. I think I think the deciding factor will be your pass rush, um, and you yeah. you kind of gave me an answer there and out within within your um, your statement. I think because Malik Hooker hasn't quite been that eraser on the back end that that I was hoping for, yeah. um, and, and and I'm not coming at Malik. I think Malik is keeping things in front of him best he can, but I just wish he would <clears throat> say, "Okay, I got Trayvon Diggs over there." Um, this is Nation Wright and Kelvin Joseph and Anthony Brown. I'm gonna go ahead and cheat over here because teams are, are are attacking us. So because he's not kind of erasing those things at a high level, I, I can't I can't say they're the deciding factor. Dono has been a missile. Jaron uh, is getting back to being Jaron, but I think this pass rush is going to be the deciding factor because I said this before. Your defense was one of them ones when what, Chris? Your pass rush oh, the pass was rush, dominant. The pass rush was insane. Was insane. I mean, you, it was waves of dudes. You you didn't know who was coming. You right. didn't know if it was Malik. You, I mean, you didn't know if it was Dante Fowler. You didn't know if it was, um, you know, who it was. Doing Armstrong. You know, Michael was being Michael. It was all over the place. So you're absolutely right that the uh, the pass rush has deteriorated, or we're getting pressures, which is not getting sacks. And for years. We've had to talk about, oh, how good is Demarcus Lawrence because he's not getting sacks, but he's getting pressures. And now we're kind of putting that same thing on Michael when he's not. He's getting a gang of pressures, but he's just not getting sacks. And at the end of the day, you know, it's a business where you want to be able to, you know, sack him, tackle for loss, and be able to, you know, uh, dictate down the distance. And that's what, we, what we've been totally missing yeah. these last five, six weeks. And then so that's, that was, that was my, you know, my biggest assessment. I was looking at, okay, what's the – thing that I'm looking forward to happen and and since we're trying to vanquish these demons that have haunted us in the playoffs and I, I feel in no better way than to go to Tampa beat Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Uh, go wherever we gotta go if we gotta go get in a rock fight with the 49ers or whomever you know it is what it is and go and play against uh, against Jalen because it, it, it must be him because it can't be the system because they can't win since he, he left. So it is what it is. Yeah. I, like I yeah, said, man, like I said, I think you're going, you're going to get into big fights no matter what in the playoffs. Maybe not round one oh, of yeah, Seattle. Man. If Seattle gets in and, and you have to play Seattle if you're the number two seed, that's not a big fight. But you're going to get into two, at least minimum two big fights in, in the playoffs. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to duck anybody. But, you know, I, I would – I'm not afraid to fight nobody, but I know we we still got we still got some issues going going down the way and and like you you know we me and you talked about before um, this doesn't this doesn't end well either way but I, you know I just want to go I just want to go be formidable it is what it is yeah 
It is what it, it is. What it is. It is what it is, brother. It is what it is. Hey, man, peace and blessings to you, man. I'm going to continue to listen, man. I had to get on, man, because Rick came with that hot fire. Yeah. And then I'm going to get on out of here, man. We'll talk later, bro. Appreciate you. Set it off, Chris. Happy New Year's, brother. Appreciate you, man. Likewise. Yeah, man, it's going to be a fight. Uh, Alpha says Seattle will give us problems. Yeah, it ain't a big fight, though. Right? Like, that's that's not that's not the that's not the big fight. The big fight is is the, the boogeyman. The big fight is, is Philly, San Fran. We've been here before. Alpha. We've been here before with a worse offense, in my opinion, and a worse defense against a way better quarterback. Yes, Geno's playing well, but I think Russ at that point in time was better. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if we see Seattle, I, yeah, I feel super confident playing Seattle. But in order for that to happen, I believe the Cowboys would have to win, Philly would have to lose, and the Niners would have to beat the Cardinals, and that would give the Cowboys two. The Cowboys can be one, two, or five after Sunday. One, two, or five. And I don't think you're going to really duck or dodge any of those big fights in the first two rounds one of those first two rounds you're going to have a big fight right I mean, unless upsets happen right hey maybe maybe you get seattle and then minnesota could you imagine you know couldn't ask for for a, a better two and again you can't take any game for granted and definitely the playoffs but i'm just saying if i get gino and kirk I'll be all right with that. Uh, toxic. Absolutely correct. And I'm going to keep pounding this drum until somebody tell me to shut up and they prove me wrong. But Toxic says, Sky, even with Hurts back, Philly has lost some good players. Lane Johnson, a lot of people are, are hee-heeing about being the MVP. Maybe he really is their MVP because they're 9-22 and 22 without him. But I, I keep saying this. And I don't see the network saying this. I Like, am I missing something here? He has a throwing shoulder injury. He's a running quarterback. He got hurt running. Their offense, their their offense is driven by their rushing. Their rushing is driven by their running quarterback. And people are just like, oh, we well, with Jalen Hurts, we'll be fine. Sure, you might beat the Giants. You might beat the Giants backups. But is Jalen Hurts? going to be that Jalen Hurts with a bum shoulder. All right. Like I said yesterday. Okay. Run that RPO and run his ass around that corner. He don't slide all like that. Okay. Third and one quarterback keep. 350 pound men falling on top of him. Okay. Sure. Ignore it if you want. See, we got some fussing going on in the chat. And 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 right on cue here, Professor O says Lane is Philly's. Lane to Philly is what Tyron is to the Cowboys, or at least was. There you go. What Tyron was for the Cowboys. When you lost Tyron Smith, there was always issues um, uh, with the Cowboys' offense in general. Not even just the offensive line, but just the offense in general. El Tino to the five spot looking good. Yeah, I, I'm still on that train, right? I, I feel like uh, the Cowboys will be locked into the five. I feel like the Cowboys will be locked into the five. No, Hector. Yeah, we no, no, no sleeping on the Detroit. Yesterday, we talked about why well, I, I brought up Detroit. I said, the Detroit is one of those teams where it's like, yeah, you probably rather see them than, than you know, the Niners, but... That's a team, man, that's going to give somebody trouble. They are not going to be an easy out. Not at all. And I feel like the Cowboys game kicked off Detroit's confidence after their bye week. So, yeah, Detroit, man. And part of me is rooting for them because of, uh, you know, I like Dan Campbell. I I like what they're trying to do over there. So, if they win and Seattle loses, they will be in. Russ asked me, do I think that Lane makes it back for the playoffs? According to Lane Johnson, he said he's coming back for the playoffs. So, Hey, man, he tore his, his abdomen or something like that, and he wants to come back in two weeks. By all means, again, 
You want to run your your right tackle who needs to get surgery on his abdomen. You want to run your quarterback out there who in his, who has a throwing shoulder injury. Do what you got to do, man. But yesterday we talked about fights. We talked about the Cowboys dealing with adversity. I'm not saying Philly hasn't, but Philly really hadn't hadn't had to deal with this kind of adversity all year. And I think it's creeping up at the very wrong time for that team where Dallas has dealt with this adversity. Dallas lost their quarterback earlier, weathered the storm. Dallas came back, got their quarterback, lost some, some tough games, giving up 14-point leads, weathered that storm. Weathered it all to the point in these fights that they, they could play for the number one seed. So, hey, Philly, let's, let's see you respond. It does. It definitely does, Toxic. It definitely does. Uh, let me see if I can get to some Super Chats. I think I saw Toxics. He, he, he sent... I think we just got one today. So, we'll look at Toxics. Just want to be sure, though. And today is the third indeed. Yep. Toxic. Uh, good question. Or not question. Super Chat. He says, Sky, this KJ didn't get a fair chance, needs to end. Yeah, anybody saying that, I feel like we've debunked that, right? Like, I feel like we've debunked he didn't get a chance. There's literally three players on your team. All of them are young. All of them are young players that had to get thrown in a fire, and they've, and they've showed up. Damone Clark, Deron Bland, and Nashawn Wright. Sometimes it is what it is. It is what it is. It just is what it is, man. It is what it is. He's been given a chance. And now it ain't just me coming at him. The coaching staff said, hey, sit your ass down, brother. And then he continues to get these, these penalties too on special teams. So he needs to clean that up because I'm sure he'll be on this team next year, right? I'm sure he'll go into camp or whatever if he ain't beat out by somebody else. But you. You went from being a bad cornerback, but being a really good, excuse me, special teams guy, to now you're starting to cost the Cowboys a bit on special teams. He's got to figure it out, man. He's got to figure it out. So, I, okay, I see you guys are going at it with I do care. Well, I do care, you're fairly, you seem new to me. I don't know. I haven't seen you around here, but welcome to the show. But the bomb squad will push back. I'm not sure what you're talking about in there, but they will push back, man. Uh, Russ said, I totally agree. That's where this team is different than last year's, more battle tested than ever before. And, and let me talk to Scott, or Scott, because I've read Scott. Let me talk to Toxic real quick, because Toxic, he hates this. Well, this is different. This year's different. I think two things can be true. I definitely think this year is technically different. I'm not saying that that means the outcome will be. Right? Um, I think this year is different because of that battle test, right? Like you, you, You're getting into these fights, and you're w winning a lot of those fights, number one. But you're getting into these fights, and you're coming through on the good side of these fights. And even when you come through on the bad side, I, I think you look at them and you see that these are winnable games. And I know you said, well, Scott, they could have beat the Chiefs, but they really never had any control in that game. Well, Scott, they could have beat the Raiders. Yeah, they could have. They shot themselves in the foot a million, eleven times, right? But they had, they could have beat the Cardinals. They, they, I don't think they ever had control in that game either. But I feel like Dallas has never not been in control this year aside from week one. And I said this coming into the season. I'll say it every single season. As hype as we get for week one, the win-loss matters at the end of the day, but that team that you see week one, nine times out of ten, is never the team you see in week 18. For every team, you can go down every single last team and you say, man, that team in week one <laughs> ain't the same team from now. So, week one is week one. But it feels like Dallas has been in control this entire season. Aside from the Philly game. Philly game. I'll give you that game. I'll give you that game. 
Yeah, Cincy ain't the same. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Ty, look, Toxic hates hearing that. La, 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 la. <laughs> I changed this time. We'll see. We'll see. All right, we're going to get DJ, and then uh, we'll head out here. I appreciate y'all for honestly giving me um, energy. I'm going to just be completely honest. Giving me energy to to be able to 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 talk and have and have a good time talking about Cowboys football because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. I, I came into this, I was doing prep, I responded to uh uh Chop Sports and I was like, man, doing prep, I, I I'm just it's blah. I just don't feel why how it's important to talk about Cowboys right now when this dude is fighting for his life. So uh, I appreciate y'all. DJ one second here. Alright. What's good, DJ? Hey, shout out to you, Scott. Shout out to you. I mean, you put it together this morning, brother. You know, because seeing how you started to seeing how, where you are now, uh, you know, again, we really appreciate y'all. y'all. You and everybody else who had to talk about this, you know, give us some kind of recourse, so to speak, um, after such a traumatic event, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, definitely was. But, but like I said, I appreciate y'all for kind of giving me that energy. For sure, for sure, for sure, man. No, um, like you said, uh, just real quick, two things. Um, first one being cowboy related. Um, like you said, there's never been that that uh, that rain game in New England this year, or the uh, the there's those couple games in the past couple years where offensively they couldn't do anything outside of uh, outside of the Philly game which there's reasons for that. Um, so it's easy to explain away. So nobody was really yeah. holding on to that. Uh, so there was never really that time where you felt like you were, there's just nothing you could do. There was no hope for the game. Right. Um, and I think that's the biggest part for why things are different and why things, there, there is such a different aura behind it. Now, now, even the people who are skeptical are like, well, yeah, they'll score points, but these turnovers or, uh, you know, the penalties or the O-line's not going to do their job or the defense got to step up. But even their their tone, there's not so much base in it as there usually is. So that's been that's been a delight from this year to have as somebody who understands football and knows the ins and outs, and I'm sure you're the same way. You're like, look, that's cool, but, like, it hasn't gotten them yet. So how can you really – like, you could still complain about it, but there's not so much fear or well, cause the pause, so to speak. Well, yeah, we can criticize. Nobody uh, wants the turnovers, right? Like, nobody wants those. We want those to, to be cut no, down. No, absolutely not. But I think to add on to why I feel like this is – this is when I say this year is different, Toxic, I'm talking about literally, like, the 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 process um, is because – think about this. Let's go back to 2019. 2019, this team was extremely inconsistent. They were eight and eight team, and they still had a chance to win a division uh, in Week 16. Uh, but what happened the week prior? Uh, Dak Prescott injured his shoulder, and he probably shouldn't have went out there and played with the same injury that that Jalen Hurts did. But he went out there and played to try to win a division. Ended up having his worst game of the season. Uh, 2020, Dak gets injured. We don't talk about that. 2021, Dak Prescott gets injured. Our offense at this exact time, in my opinion, was broken. It was broken. It, it, it could not, mm. anytime it got up against equal talent on the other side, it could not elevate. It just couldn't. It was broken from a play calling standpoint. It was broken offensive line. You had a broken quarterback and a broken uh, running back. This year, your offense ain't broken. We, we as Cowboy fans, we, we will criticize the small little things because we know it can be even better if you cut down on this or if you do this better. But it ain't like the offense is broke, right? Your quarterback ain't broke, the furthest thing from it. Your quarterback is healthy. Your running back, Ezekiel Elliott, ain't broke. He's healthy. Tony Pollard ain't broke. Yes, he didn't play last week, but he's healthy. So I feel like you're going into this into this playoffs offensively with a an offense that I think everyone in the world has confidence in this quarterback to, to score 28 points or more if you need to do so. Now, the other side, you can have conversation about, but offensively, I, I truly do believe this. I do believe this in what, what Mike McCarthy said. He's like, For sure. I think he says something along the lines of, you know, the cliche is defense wins championships, but your quarterback wins Super Bowls. Obviously, one person does not win anything on their own. But I get what he was saying, right? Like, if my quarterback mm-hmm. is, is, is playing at a high level 
or good enough, I got a chance for a Super Bowl. Unless you got one exactly. of them ones, the Ravens or something like that, the 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 the, the Legion of Boom, the the Bucks, then yeah, you probably don't need that quarterback. But we don't got one of them ones. So you're going to need this quarterback no. to play at a high level if you have a chance for that Lombardi. And I think he is. Well, it, it's, it's kind of like I've always believed you either need a quarterback or you got to have everything else. Not just defense, not just running game, not just elite talent all around. Like you have to have everything or you can have a really good quarterback. Like that's your, that, those are the two ways that you can win a Super Bowl. And the latter – it actually hasn't really been done. Like, the closest has been when San Francisco made it to the Super Bowl against Kansas City. But even they, they kind of fell up short. Fell short Because what? The offense to kind of. Because what? Because the, the, the quarterback <laughs> on the other side. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There you go. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, man, uh, let me just, I know, let me just touch on it real quick because I'm coming from a parent perspective. I'm watching the game with my son who plays football, played for the first year this last year. And he he just looks at me and says, Dad, what's going on? And, and nobody knew. This is right after it happened. Um, but they see the ambulance coming on. And what I, what I said to him is I took a chance to be like, look, at the end of the day, you can feel out however you want to feel, but those are still human beings on TV. This isn't one of your cartoons. This isn't, they're not just there for our entertainment. They do something that entertains us, that we love, but they also love, and they're the ones that are out there. And he just kind of looked at me, and he said the craziest thing that I've ever heard. He's like, despite seeing this and knowing, I still love the game, but now I have this fear and understanding. And I was like, that's not fear, son, it's respect, Mm -hmm. which we have to respect these guys for what they do and the, the amount, not just the, the working out constantly and staying in shape and, and being some of the greatest athletes that we, but because they're going up against other people that can match that are doing things that let's be honest, the human body is not really built for. So it, it gets a little crazy during the season, but this brings us back to reality. And all we can do is kind of come together and pray for this young man because yeah. he was living his dream. Like Ryan Clark said, he was living his dream. And because of that, it it caused it caused him to have to go through something that we really have never seen, and have to do it in front of the whole world, and have his family have to be a witness to it, while knowing that the whole world's going through it. Usually, when your family members going through something like this, it's in private, right? But this is for the world to see, um, which is takes it to a whole other level. So, just prayers out, shouts out. There's there's a whole bunch of fundraisers and things out there. If you just Google for five seconds, you can probably find something. If that's what something that you want to do, I've done it myself. So just prayers out to that young man, Demar uh, Hamlin. Man, fantastic call, DJ. Appreciate those words. Yes, sir. And no better way, I think, than to, to close out the show right there uh, with those words from DJ. I post it if you guys can find it in your heart. I posted, now I'm sounding like a pastor. If you can find it, his uh, GoFundMe page, I believe it's pinned to the top. Thank you, Professor O. Um, Again, I think it's awesome, man, to see the country kind of rally around him. And he wanted to raise $2,500. $2,500 for kids in McKees Rocks, Pittsburgh area. And again, I, like I said, I'm familiar with the, with, with the area. And it's up to, what is it up now? I mean, it was up 3.5 million last I checked. 3.7 million dollars. That is just that's awesome. 3.7 million dollars in the span of an hour. But yes, man. Uh respect respect the game, respect these players. Right? Uh I know we we get caught up emotionally and, and whatnot with it, but at the end of the day. Like Ryan said, like a lot of people said, man, I think Cheetah Bear Wouzier posted this on Twitter. This game is played by humans. It's not played by robots. And sometimes we try to bring that analysis within it, right? Like, hey, man, this ain't Madden. We say that jokingly, but truly, it's not. Can't just turn off injuries. And something like that yesterday. And and I'm hoping like hell he pulls through. 
brings it all back into perspective about life, right? You just never know. So do me a favor. Hug a loved one. Tell them you love them. You have a friend. Tell them you love them. Be kind, as my guy Jeff Cavanaugh will say, but I love what he says. You never know what anybody's going through. While this isn't pertaining to that, life and death, it pertains to that. Once again, I, I truly do appreciate y'all. If you could do me a favor, hit that like button on the way out. Uh, all those good things, sharing it. Now, I know yesterday I said I was going to be on Vach's show, but then Vach hit me up and said we off because of the banks. So I went and I handled some things. And then I come back and I saw Vach was live. I don't know. But I think today we're good to go. I should be back on Vach's show um, later today. Mo will be back on. And, and also kudos to Mauricio. He had to go on live in the middle of all that going on that had to be very difficult so kudos to 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 mo for that join him again later today uh at 8 30 or i'm sorry 8 o'clock p.m i'm the 8 30 8 o'clock p.m for a to z sports prime time fantastic show again this is more of a thank you for getting me through this very uh very very uh scary and sad morning in in nfl hopefully it pulls through and, and we can kind of uh, move forward and continue to support again it's pinned it'll stay pinned there throughout the duration of i believe this this uh this live stream even if you go back and you click live chat i think it'll be pinned maybe i'll pin it in the comments after but uh appreciate you trey appreciate the squad i will see y'all later on the volume that's another thing man learn cpr something that i need to do you know maybe that shows me that especially having children never really think about something that small but it can save a life it can save a life see you later we out of here peace